We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am your one of your hosts, Ty Windish, and I am joined as always by the other host of this podcast, the for once not snubbed Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, how are you doing on this sort of humid day? Humid, at least not cold though. Um, yeah. It was 60 degrees, I think, today, although I wasn't able to enjoy it, but I'm good. I'm pretty good, you know. Um, we're, we're here on this episode of the Eurostep. We decided to open up the mailbag. It's been a while, and the quality of questions we got makes me feel like we shouldn't have waited so long. I feel like the people ha- were overflowing with inquisitiveness. That's the, uh, I don't think that's a real word, but that's the word for, for our audience. Is. It is now, at least. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> no questions about the uh, the failed Bucks Twitter bracket, which is probably fine with us. Although I heard we were included, so congrats, Rohan, formally. Yes, thank you. You as well, Ty. Well, we you. both made it. We've we've been snubbed in the past, but now we we make a bracket that doesn't exist. So that's probably better. Sure, I guess. <laughs> or or the flip side of looking at it is. We finally get in and the whole thing goes to hell. Although I think it always goes to hell. Um, Let's just get on with the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We assembled a ton on Twitter and from the Eurogroup Discord. A reminder, if you're not in that Discord and would like to be, it's very simple to get in. Screenshot yourself giving a five-star rating and review of the Eurostep on Apple Podcasts 
or simply listening to the pod on your other platform of choice, but the Apple rating and review really does help. But however you're listening is just fine at the end. Send it to Rohan or myself on Twitter at Arcadi Jr. and at Ty Windish or at Eurostep Podcast, or you can email it to us, uh, EurosteppPod at gmail.com. But we took a lot of questions on Twitter, got some from the Discord. Let's dive right in. Dawson on Twitter wants to know, if you were coach of the Bucks, what would your ideal playoff rotation look like with the current personnel? And we also got a similar question from Daz on Twitter. If the roster doesn't change, who is your closing lineup right now? And no waffling, who is our best five-man bring-it-home lineup? Make the case. So First of all, the waffling is what – that's my brand. <laughs> I, I was going to say, there's two times we waffle on the podcast and at the breakfast scene – and apparently we're just we can't we can't do it for this one question. So no waffling zone. Closing five. Okay, closing five. Right here, right now. Just straight to it. For me, it's gonna be Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, and Giannis. Easy. Yeah. I think that's the group. I think that's the group. You caught me after one of the best Pat Connaughton games of all time. It's a tough time to ask me this question. I still think that's the group. I think that group gives you the highest ceiling, if not the highest floor, and that's what you should probably make that decision based on. Yeah, exactly. You have to go for the highest ceiling. When it's closing time, you have to go for the best you can possibly do, right? Because at the end of the day, the goal is to win a title. And if you're trying to win a title, you have to put the best five players on the court that work well with each other. And that's that's the best lineup you can throw out there. It's too versatile on defense. On offense, you can do anything you want. You can run any single scheme you want to do or a variation of any scheme all at the same time. With that lineup, there's no holes in it whatsoever. I mean, sure, you can get into like Dante offense, PJ Tucker offense. Sure, those are holes, but it's there. There's the potential to do so. You can't run like a switch everything uh, defense with Brooke Lopez out there and expect it to go super well. It's it's wild. I guess I'm going to waffle now. But <laughs> you we we have that moment in the, the game against, who did they just play? The Pacers? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Pacers, where uh, Brooke Lopez blows a switch and then him and Bud just start going at it. And that's just, just that's, that's a coming, like, that's just an incredible moment. How Never far we've come. The day. How far we've come. Bud is getting mad at Brooke for not switching. Like, and Brooke is Brooke was in Brooke went to make his case to like Vin Baker and was like just walking away. I, I saw our friends at Spinsters just did an episode, I believe, on Tuesday that apparently Mercury is in retrograde, according to the episode. I guess I guess that's a real thing. I guess that has real impacts because I mean, listen, Brooke Lopez infamous for his disbelief every time he gets called for any foul or he doesn't get a call in his favor or sometimes even if he does he's still in disbelief at, at the officiating but like this was another level of uh just and i think outburst is the right word like i don't think there's a long-term issue because of it i think stuff like this happens and it's fine i mean chris and Giannis famously kind of got into it about some sort of matchup or scheme thing last season and, and i actually kind of loved it but it was just like so – I couldn't believe season. it. That was this season? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pandemic time, baby. I'm pretty sure that was this season at least. 
But yeah, he just, he seemed like he, he couldn't make his case to Darvin Ham. Then he went to Charles Lee. And then everyone's just like, bro, just let it go. Yeah, it's like it's fine. one play, man. You probably should have switched. <laughs> just like, it, it ended in a wide open three for Indiana. Like given not yeah. because of the initial switch, like the failed switch. It's because of the rotation the Bucks were put in afterwards because they were scrambling. But that's just, that's an amazing moment. I was happy that happened, honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, we we needed something to fill because that was the it started late anyway. It started at eight p.m. I think my theory is because it was an NBA, NBA TV game, they pushed it back an hour, which was annoying. Ooh, and the rim got tilted by Brooke Lopez, who was so pissed about this miscommunication, he almost destroyed a, a backboard. So at least we we needed something to focus on in that time, and well, we Giannis's bench reactions got us through earlier parts of the game, but the Brooke Bud is just volcano took us through the stoppage yeah it really did okay back to the, back to the initial question i've done waffling okay. uh so we did the starting uh excuse me closing five what's the rotation looking like here i will say if they're playing and beat or Jokic, i think brooke could make more sense than pj tucker if you want to call I that a waffle that's a waffle but I, I mean i think it just depends on who you're playing i i'm leaning even like, let's say you're playing Denver, for instance. Mm-hmm. Still, still put Giannis at the five. Yeah, we, actually, we've no, seen what, them yeah, do yeah. that. He was really good. He was really good against Jokic in that first Nuggets game. Sure, we don't have a sample for really against the Sixers and Embiid this season. Yeah. So, uh, if we get that, I don't recall when they play next. I think it's later when Embiid is supposed to come back. Yeah, um, I hope so. I hope so too. That'll be a great matchup as always. Yeah. Uh, so, if in that matchup, like. During the regular season, still Brooke Lopez shows that he can still, you know, give Embiid some fits. Then go for it. But I think as of right now, based on the sample we have this season, you have to still go Giannis at the five. That's fair. Um, so rotation. I think it's yeah. tough because there's, there's probably going to be a mystery player that slots in. Is yeah, I there is there is for sure. Probably, but also they seem capable right now. Well, yeah, they uh, they haven't lost in quite a while. I think they're they're winners of 12 of their last 13, the Milwaukee Bucks, and now seven in a row. Seven in a row, yeah. Seven in a row, uh, going back to before the All-Star break. So they have not lost since the All-Star break. They also have not lost since acquiring P.J. Tucker. Never lost. Um, So, I mean, I I think in the regular season, if you're talking regular season rotation, I think whoever they get to play point guard is going to slot in. Yeah. I think we'll probably see that person for light playoff minutes maybe yeah it, yeah probably probably we see we saw frank mason get minutes in the season last year it's a good point uh, but also you do you just need a backup point guard in general yeah at, at least <laughs> so, to get yeah. through the regular season yeah and even in the playoffs too i shouldn't have been so dismissive you do need them to eat up some minutes you can't have drew holiday playing 48 minutes a game for whatever 20 20 three games, whatever it is, hopefully just 16, but yeah, yeah that'd be good. Um, and they're only if they're all wins though, they have to all be wins for 16 to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah that's what I, come on. Yeah. You know, I, I know it was implied, but 16 wins a ring. It, <laughs> oh, we're really deep cut right there. Yeah. 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 It's good. Uh, we started with Twitter drama. We got back to it. Um, but I think out of the, the I think the question was, I, the existing players on the roster mainly. So we'll ignore the mystery spot for now. I guess with just the players on the roster, you have to assume Dante is the de facto backup point guard. But really, I think you have to assume that 
Chris and Giannis are going to have the ball a lot when Drew sits, which is what a lot of people are saying, you know, in all this backup point guard talk is, does it really matter? Cause they should do that anyway. I mean, I see the point. I mean, I think Drew and Chris and Giannis should be initiating a lot of the offense, but I do think it would be helpful to have someone else. If nothing else, than to give those guys a break. Like if we want, we want Giannis to play more minutes. Like if Giannis is bringing the ball up the court and trying to initiate his own offense every time, that's not an easy way to help him play more minutes. Like, let him be off ball, let him be rolling and, and catching lobs and stuff. And, and that goes for the other two guys as well. Um, but I guess Dante is the backup point guard. Who's not on the ball. A ton is right now what it would be. Um, and then I think the starters, obviously, I think PJ Tucker will play a lot. I think Pat Connaughton slots in nicely currently probably as your, I don't know, seventh man, eighth man. I don't know how yeah. you look at him versus Bryn versus Bobby. I think Bryn, you're starting to convince me a little bit on Bryn in the sense that he has to get minutes based on what he's doing. But uh, I think limited the, minutes. Yeah, limited minutes, spot minutes, but he has to get some run because he just has so much gravity as a player. But the thing is, Pat's doing it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, given he's not in a specialist type role, like they're not running sets for Pat Connaughton in that respect that they do for Bryn Forbes. But have you noticed that Pat Connaughton, all of his threes are deep threes? Yeah. They're all deep threes. They're all like two, three feet behind the line. This goes back to what what John Horst, what uh, Mike Budenholzer have said throughout the years is that they're trying to monopolize players taking deeper and deeper threes. This is what the Rockets tried to do when they had, uh, was it, who was it? Trevor, uh, what's it, Ryan Anderson? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhino, yeah. Yeah, Ryan Anderson trying to take deep, deep threes just to get more and more space. And you obviously have to have people hit that for that to be respected, <laughs> obviously. But Pat yeah. Connaughton's hitting them, and he's actually making respectful gravity in his own right as well. Yeah, and I think uh, he's continued to take smarter shots. I think his defense has been pretty good over the last uh, few games. He's jumped less. People make shots over him. He's just he's not that not long. Um, but it turns out, you know, being strong which is like the thing we kind of made fun of Pat for, right? Like he's in the weight room getting ready for spring training. And I think we not. make fun of him for different things, but <laughs> for a lot of things. Um, but that's like one of the things he's known for, right? Like him and Giannis, yeah. I was working out. Turns out being really strong can be helpful. Uh, oh, that's good. Sports. That's good. Yeah, he yeah, should be super strong. Like yeah. that's, that's how he's able to be like a backup for is it because right. man, man's just a unit. <laughs> yeah. He's yoked. He's yoked out here. So we're talking about rotations. So there's 240 available minutes. In an NBA game, uh, obviously regulation. If you just assume the starting five plays 36 each, which is a rough estimate, but we'll just go with it. That's 180. So that leaves you 60 minutes. So basically 20 minutes a piece for three bench players. If you want to have an eight man rotation. So I guess we already have a pretty difficult decision to make because either you're going to play nine or you have one too many between PJ Tucker, Pat Connaughton, Bryn Forbes and Bobby Portis. Should they go nine? Should they cut one of those players out? I think it has to be matchup dependent. Probably. Yeah, because we've seen what well, we're starting to see sort of Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker. Usually they're on the floor at the same time. Or we haven't really seen a lot of PJ and Giannis, even though given it's been like two games and PJ Tucker got hurt. Yeah, so. <laughs> should not have played again after that, by the way. That was a that was a dumb decision by the Bucs, and I hope yeah. it doesn't set him back any. Yeah, but I'm, I think I'm it was glad an ankle. He... I think it was an ankle sprain, but that's what it's listed as. Okay, yeah, it yeah. shouldn't be that serious. But yeah, give give the guy a week off. Let him. He's old. Let him get right. 
Yeah, it's fine. Save him for save him for the playoffs. That's what he's here for. Yeah. But uh, you're starting to see a lot of PJ and Bobby together. Bryn Forbes is in there right now because they don't have like a backup guard to really solidify those minutes, given Bryn has been in the rotation anyway. But I don't really see a lot of these minutes going away, right? Like all of these guys are going to play in the postseason. I think given so. who's coaching the team and given I like <laughs> g- given who's coaching the team, but also given their production. Yeah. Right. It's like really all, hard to sit one of those four. All of those guys are good players, right? <laughs> like you can't argue like that's our big thing with Pat Connison now. You can't argue with them being on the court when they're actually playing well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, it's, I, I it's gonna see, be difficult. I, I could see trying to maximize Bobby Portis as maybe playing him a little less minutes, but just like just go all the way out, man. Like maybe maybe you try and sneak in like two minutes here or there where two or even three of the big three is sitting. And it's just like, let's let Bobby Portis just cook for three minutes and and try and stay alive that way. And like cheat yourself an extra three minutes toward the end of the game where all three of them are playing. Like there's going to be a lot of interesting options. I do think the nice thing about the roster right now is it's more switchable. I think it's more playoff ready than it's ever been before. And I think obviously essentially swapping DJ Augustine for PJ Tucker is like, the least switchable to one of the most switchable players that you could ask for. But it does, it, it is a little tricky now with who they're going to play. Like, especially if they, if they went out and got like Wayne Ellington, right? Somehow that's a 10th guy that you're like, he should play. Like that's a good quality player. And at that point, you know, do you, does someone get squeezed just like kind of randomly? Is it just entirely matchup based? You try and play all of them. I don't know. I'm it's, you know, a, a lot of uh, a lot of takes about Coach Bud come from Bucks Twitter and on this here podcast, but that's not an easy decision. But it's certainly better than the decisions that we've had we've seen made in years past. That are like, oh my God, nobody's ready to be out there right now. I guess the one nice thing is like if someone's clearly not holding up, I think any one of those rotation guys you could excise from the lineup and not worry about it all. Or like. I mean, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, an injury as well. Like, they're a little bit interchangeable at this point, which is probably a good thing. Like, there's not one guy on the bench who goes down, and I'm like, oh, they have no one who can replicate any of those skills. P.J. Tucker probably the closest, but, I mean, they they have some players who can switch. They can size up a little bit. They have Portis, who's, like, kind of the opposite of P.J. Tucker in terms of defense, but at least can play there positionally. I don't know. I feel like they do have options. It's going to be kind of hard to figure out who not to play. Um, but hopefully that's the the quandary that the coaching staff finds themselves in, right? It's like, how do we find minutes for all 10 of these guys in a playoff game? Yeah, and I think it's going to be easier in the front court because Brooke and uh, or Bobby and PJ are going to eat into Brooke's minutes a lot. Yeah. So maybe finding minutes for those two is going to be easier. Just the guard rotation. If anything, it's going to be Dante who sees less minutes. Could be. It could be. We've seen, we've seen Bud have quick triggers with like, anyone in the rotation yeah. now which is good that's really good uh because like you were saying they have options <laughs> it's not like they're they're hamstrung just playing oh we have to play this guy right, right? so if someone's not doing well okay you're out you're and out. i do think it could be one of those where like if you're in a tight game five or something and Bryn forbes is 0 for three from deep in his first five minutes maybe he just doesn't play again that game i mean that's tough I think it takes that's him five on. minutes to get three shots up <laughs> That's that's a good point. Uh, he's zero for five in his first three minutes. There we um, go. That's more accurate, probably. Um, but yeah, maybe that's the kind of situation. And it kind of applies to Pat too. I think a little bit m- less dependent on just shooting, but 
most of his value at this point is probably coming from that too. So you can, you kind of get the luxury of riding the hot hand a little bit, which I know some will say that's a fallacy, but I don't know. I think it's, it's nice to have that, that capability. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we, we handled that question really well here. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we waffled that much. No, not too much. Not for our standards, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we, next question from Will Montreal on Twitter. Favorite non-Bucks players and why? First off, as we're recording this Tuesday, it is Will Montreal's birthday. Oh. Yeah, he's happy a friend birthday, of mine. Will. Happy birthday to Will Montreal. If you're listening to this on Wednesday when it comes out, wish him a belated birthday on Twitter. Yeah. Happy belated, Will. Yeah. So favorite non-Bucks players and why? Luca is so much fun to watch, man. Luca's a good one. Luca's a really um, good one. Let's see who else. I like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah, for sure. Um, I like a lot of the league. Honestly, yeah, the league league's in a good spot. Every team has like a player who's really exciting to watch. Like Ja, Ja is yeah. so much fun. Lamelo, Lamelo, unfortunately, a blast. He's, yeah, he's hurt. He's now, hurt though. now. That stinks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you. I think you could actually. We could do like one of these per team. We're not going to. I think a lot of them would be obvious. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm Except not sure the there's anyone on the Celtics I care for. Yeah. Celtics, Raptors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, except maybe future Buck, Norman Powell. I don't think so. Uh, I like Kyle Lowry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, I like Steph a lot, too. Steph is fun. Steph, Steph is so fan. much fun. In fifth, I made a YouTube video about it, but the 15-16 year, when he hits that shot, uh, against OKC to win the game. It's just like All one of the moment. most unbelievable. That's where like I've you remember where you were when yep. you saw that shot type yep. of thing. I was in my terrible first college apartment. And that was like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I'll never forget where I was. I I think I was watching it on a laptop or something because, you know, it was a situation, um, you know, to, to f- figure out how to watch games. But <sighs> crazy stuff, fun, fun stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Luca, Steph, those are two of my favorites. And probably um, LeBron, I think, when he's not playing LeBron, the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, dominant LeBron is so much fun to watch. Who else? It's just oh, it's a fun league. Oh, yeah. How did I miss so Jokic? Yeah, Jokic rocks. Oh, my rocks. goodness. Jokic might be the my favorite, not Buck. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I can see that. It's pretty hard to hate the guy. How can you? Man, it just has fun out there. Right. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
he has so much fun. He just makes these lumbering shots. And you're like, what on earth are you doing? And then it goes in. And he, he shoots like 90% game on game winners, I feel like. I know. He's one of the – I think he's he's up there with Dirk as one of the most efficient big men in terms of oh, close game situations. So it's just, it's so much fun. He just sees the floor differently as well. The Nuggets are a fun team to watch, man. Yeah, they they put on an offensive masterclass night in and night out. Just through you get Jokic out there, you get Composo in his spot minutes, making just these <laughs> these absolutely audacious passes, putting backspin on outlet passes. Like, yeah. oh my goodness! The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. We should mention Dame. Oh, yeah. Late game Dame is just a show. Yeah, when it, when it's uh, Blazers are in a close game in the fourth, you got to switch it. You got to switch to it because Dame yeah. Todd's about to show up. And luckily, they're in a lot of close games because they're not nearly good enough to win handily. So you nope. get a ton of Dame time. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be in Dame yeah, time. There's, there's no alternative. There's no uh, alternative. Yeah, there's there's too many there's too many guys to list. You could name I could name I, yeah. on and on. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that we got to field this question. Thanks for asking, Will, because I feel like it lets us showcase that, you know, we do a Bucks pod, but we're fans of the league as well. Um, just not every team and player, but just the game. I, I think that's important. I think that gets lost sometimes uh, on yeah. Twitter. But yeah, appreciate the game. Gotta, gotta love the game. The Milwaukee player options, which is a, a great name. Uh, John Horst is like loving this account, probably <laughs> ask. What's the real story why Tory Craig couldn't get any run? Uh, bluntly, he wasn't good enough. Yeah. He wasn't, I, I think he wasn't better than the guys playing ahead of him. Which is Thanasis, which yeah. is saying something. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to rag on Tory Craig unnecessarily. Um, no, it's I, fine. I, he, yeah. he, he signed a deal with Milwaukee. It didn't work out. I'm sure there was something behind the scenes where he wanted to get out, and they let him in. They let him get out. They traded him to Phoenix. Like he well, probably I think the thing behind the scenes was he wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I think he requested a trade. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he just like didn't I, go full thon. Oh yeah, it's hard to go full thon. It's, it's tough to go full thon. Um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think he was definitely ready to to go somewhere else. And I mean, I think even if he that that could that could very well be true. Also, it it benefited the Bucks to launch him into space aka phoenix because then they get you to missed a prime opportunity to say launch into the sun tie oh i was so close to it too you're much better at at wordplay <laughs> than i am um but yeah I, I just think a lot of the pro tory craig stuff is overblown uh, his defense was he played really good defense in that nuggets came and then the rest of the season like he's just following the hell out of everybody i didn't think he was that good on big men and, and switching wise which is the Bucks really needed that from that spot, which is why I think he didn't stick in. Like they needed someone who could size up as well as size down a little bit. They have a bunch of guys that they want to put on smaller players, but not as many to be that perfect stretch four next to Giannis. Torrey Craig just wasn't being that. And he also wasn't shooting well. So it was like really a lose lose situation. So yeah, the they tried, tried it. It didn't and, work yeah, out. They moved on for free. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just maybe because... they get a printer out of it. <laughs> Is that Corver? Yeah, that's Corver. Corver got traded jazz, for a fax the machine. Jazz, yeah. Yeah. Or no, it was was it the Jazz or was it the Nets? I thought it was the Bulls, but I could be wrong. Was it? Oh, you might be right. I think they drafted him. Yeah. Corver's been all over, man. I actually just forgot he was a buck. Um, and I just quickly, I, I said I didn't want to rag on Torrey Craig, but I do see people putting out like he started games in a playoff run because all the other Nuggets were gone. And like there's, I see like he guarded LeBron. Why would you get rid of this guy? LeBron averaged 31 and 10 in the series where Torrey Craig guarded him and good old Torrey put up 3.6 points in 15 minutes per game. Like he played, he was out there, but much like PJ Tucker, ironically enough, the LeBron stopper, LeBron said no. Hey, and, I, and mean, uh, I mean, Iguodala won finals MVP for holding LeBron to like 28, 8, and 8. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's tough. It's a tough cover and you can't expect anyone to, to clamp him. But uh, yeah. And it's Kyle Corver was traded to the Sixers from the Nets, and the Nets oh, bought a copy right. machine. If you can get a copy machine out of Kyle Corver, <laughs> that's not bad. Okay. Um, are, are we good? Next question? Yeah, next question. Okay. It's a good one. Uh, Smothy King on Twitter. Shots. It's the correct name. spelling of the word. Yeah. We should change it. Does Giannis need to keep the headband after the team's performance last night? This is an easy question. Absolutely. Yes. It's, Absolutely. It was a good look. It was a good look. He looked like Tory Craig, some people were saying. <laughs> Memorial <laughs> like, game. Uh, just like a super, super long Tory out there. Man was just having fun out there with the headband. They're undefeated, never lost with well, where's the headband? So it's you a got good advanced that. Yeah. How could you not? I'm pro headbands. No, you remember go. when Bledsoe tried to do the headband and he was he played really well when he had a headband on. Was that it's the just, nin- was that the ninja headband era? No, it wasn't. It was just an they banned headband? the ninja. Yeah. They gotta bring That's, that back. I hate that. Hate that. I will forever hate the NBA for banning oh, yeah. the ninja headband. Jimmy Butler, Wes Matthews, did did Drew do it? He might have. I feel like every Western conference guard got there. Yeah. It was just it was like it was a great look. It did so not cool. pose any hazard. It was stupid. Adam Silver's been sus a lot, and that was like one of our early warning signs. I don't think we paid enough attention to. Yep. Yep. Bring back the ninja headbands. And just for Giannis, you can start with the normal headband. And then imagine like Giannis in the finals wearing a ninja headband. That would be that would be the greatest thing ever. Oh YouTube viewers, if you're not if you don't see this on YouTube, Rohan like gasped. <laughs> what if he just does it? What are they gonna do? Yeah, find I mean, well, yeah, fine. Okay, find me. Cool. Yeah, cool. I signed a I own billion dollar contract. Yeah, like keep finding me. I'll do- <laughs> That's what the Lakers do. Do they? Uh, they caught a tampering sometimes here or there. Oh yeah, that's true. They don't that's really. True. Yeah, I think Magic's picked up a few. Yeah, Mad Magic. Magic picked up a lot. <laughs> magic. Uh, some someone needs to do like a look back, like Doc. Of Magic's time running the Lakers because it's truly hysterical. The fact that he left the job to tweet, I think, is my favorite part. That is not. I I have a feeling that is not true at all. <laughs> I don't know, man. We still tweet, so that's true. But we also don't run the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. I mean, Rob Palinka, he's doing a great job. He was there too. Like that's that's there. very very true. Rob should so, tweet more. Does Rob have a Twitter? Probably. And somewhere. I'm, sure it's, one. I'm like. sure it's a lame one. Most of the, even like the quote unquote cool exec Twitters like Maury. 
They're not that cool. Yeah. It's not yeah. Griffin, Van Gundy. Oh yeah. They've Stans was cool before he got the job. Yeah, then he had to adhere to team rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The man. The man holding down Stan. Yep. Also his own coaching holding him down. Brian Tenner on Twitter. <laughs> Tenner or Tiener? Tenner. Tenner. I'm guessing. I know this Tenner. guy. Yeah. <laughs> As when does Giannis get a Fortnite skin? As you pointed out, Rohan, he was on Madden already, so this is like very possible. It is very possible. Giannis is uh Giannis has made his way into the video game scene. Like, like you said, he's in Madden for some reason. I don't know how it works. <laughs> did they put all the I, brothers in there, didn't they? Yes, they did. Oh, they did I do not play Madden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. I don't know if he's still there, but that's just, that's opening the door. Sure. Why not give Giannis a Fortnite skin? It better have a headband. If it, yeah, it has to. It has to at this point. Epic Games, if you're listening to this, give Giannis a headband. And like, put us give give us Fortnite skins too. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you you have the power to do anything. You control that whole universe. <laughs> Just do it. Come on. It's like us and the Bucks coaching staff because they listen to the pod and, and take our feedback very seriously. Yeah, they Speaking do. Speaking of fire, absolute oh, good fire segue. segue. Look at that. Yeah, it was DJ Abides, one of my absolute favorite <laughs> usernames, both in the Discord and on Twitter. Asks after the strong fire bud push early in the season by Bucks Twitter. Hello. Uh, bud seems to be coming around and trying new things. At this point, do you have a milestone the Bucks must meet in order to keep Bud finals or fired ECF? This is a good question. I see questions like this a lot, which is like not even just with Bud, but with like, does X team have to do X thing? And I get it to an extent, but like if they drew the Nets in the second round and like we all agreed Bud did a pretty damn good job in that series and they lost because the Nets are just ridiculous and Kevin Durant posted like 40 points per game on 50, 50, 100 shooting and tweeted about it and made fun of us online after every game and shot 100, 100, 100 there as he usually does. I hate that that's just, that is a completely 100% plausible scenario. That like totally the numbers, the numbers you said are completely plausible. It's absolutely, that's completely, it's Kevin Durant. Like he's really good and they also have James Harden and Kyrie. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, as much as you could probably sell me on that being an, an okay solution to getting Bud out of here, I do think it's more important to look at process than results. And that includes the playoffs. And like, I mean, they could win a title. I know you yeah, process. Haha. But I mean, they could win a title and Bud could still coach pretty bad. Now you can't really fire a guy if they win a title, but I just, I don't like looking at the result. Like look at what actually happened. Like a part, part of us was mad over the summer because they lost to Miami in the second round in five games. But mostly we were mad because we saw an awful coaching performance it's not, across the series. It's not like, them losing. It's how they lost. Yeah, I mean, them losing sucked. But Wes Matthews watching Jimmy Butler, Buckets, I couldn't decide between Butler and Buckets, Jimmy Buckets pouring in mid-rangers on everyone's eyes from the bench for no reason. That's why we were so fired up and calling for the job. So, I mean, if he continues to coach well, I don't know. I still think it's probably a higher ceiling if you can find I think I think you can find a better coach. I think there's a higher ceiling out there. That said I'd have one on your coaching staff. I probably do have one on your coaching staff. That said, it's been pretty good of late. He got the upstock for the Pacers. He did. Game. He like credit where credit is due. He's doing yeah. the things we wanted him to do. Thanks to Drew and, it, and PJ. Yeah, they, like he had to 
who knows if he's being forced to do it. Like, <laughs> and maybe Brook Lopez. Well, yeah, like he may as well be doing this. Like, imagine Brook uh, in that tirade. He's like, man, this is what you wanted us to do for so long. And then he's like, man, Drew has my kid. Like, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like he, he's doing what we wanted him to do. Let's see if it continues. Let's see if it continues. I still think they can upgrade. Do they need to upgrade right now? Right now? I'd say no. But if they completely flame out due to his mistakes again, then there's no shot. There's no chance. If he costs them a series, he should be gone. Exactly. And again, there's people who will and definitely can make the case that it almost shouldn't matter. But... I mean, if, if he legitimately improves, he legitimately improves. But we'll have yeah. to see it. And I'm not... People can change. Yeah. It's yeah. it's possible. It's possible. It I'm possible. not saying it's probable. It is possible. Look at Rohan coming up with, like, just... I think this is something society is dealing with right now. In this current time. And it's... uh, <laughs> you, you have an open mind. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm coming to the same conclusion. I just don't like it. Oh, I don't like it either. <laughs> but you have to like, have, but if, if we have a similar situation again, gotta yeah, be gone. No, no. Gotta Super be gone. gotta be gone. I even think, I think if they don't make the finals, I think he's gone. He probably is. And if we're talking about what will happen, not what we think should happen. Yeah. It's another year cheaper. So certainly could be. No. And <laughs> even in the sense that, Usually organizations are forced to make changes, even if they yeah. don't really ha- like think it's a good idea. Even if like, let's say they don't make the finals this year, they're going to be pressured into doing something. They're going to have to do something insane. Yeah. Like big changes have to happen. So it's either going to be Bud getting fired. It's going to be a massive, massive roster shakeup. It's going to be something. If they, if they don't if they don't get over the hump, someone becoming John Horse boss. That We've might seen happen that anyway. around the league. That and if if Masai is interested, there you go. We um, both had the same idea. Yeah, of course we did. Um, Why would you, anyone want to be in that situation? My goodness, <laughs> I'm begging for it. OG Jeezy's <laughs> uh, doing God's work on Twitter. Yes. I don't even have to make the jokes. I can just head over to his page, hit retweet a few times, give five six likes. I scroll through the exchanges. He's taking care of it for us. A lot of people. Are. He's he's collecting names out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he's unflappable, man. Like he's used to seeing all. He knows what they're gonna throw. He's ready. We've for been it. we've been through it. Oh we've yeah, all we've been, been through, through it. it. But the collective Bucks Nation. We've yeah. been through it. We know exactly what other teams are gonna throw at us, and we're ready. We've accepted the pain. We've been through all the pain. What are you gonna do? Make us feel it again? We've dealt with it already. We were born in the darkness. Yeah. We had Eastern exactly. Conference Finals ripped from us through NBA malfeasance before. That was like yeah. a lot of our earliest memories. You think you can break us? No, we're already broken. We've been That broken. is not the positive attitude I wanted to end that tirade with. Uh, Neither is this. <laughs> Pal from the Discord, you mentioned a, a seismic roster move. I think we could see a coaching change and a seismic roster move if this postseason goes very badly. And I probably wouldn't be opposed to both of those things happening, but... Maybe not the specific thing, but maybe the specific thing. He says, say the Bucks blow it this year and want to make changes next year. What could you get with a package of Middleton and Dante? 
this is tough. That's this is really what I was alluding to when I yeah, said uh, I know I know massive. massive we had a good segue, but we got distracted with something else. Yeah. I had I had to say my thing. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You can probably. I don't. It depends on realistically how Chris fares in the playoffs. Yeah. If he does well, then he's an asset. If he does poorly. He's an albatross contract. Albatross contract. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I just maybe he might yeah, just not, not be that. worth that much. Yeah, it's like you have to. You're not getting like a super duper star or anything. Like I don't think you'd get Beal if he doesn't play well. No, no chance. Like they don't want to trade him. First off, the only um, thing that the only way that would happen is if said star said they want to play with Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you just shopped around Chris, I mean, you kind of have to assume that one or both of them was at least a little bit disappointing for the scenario to happen. Right. Like if Chris played like early season, Chris, I I don't think there's, it'd be really hard for them to have a disappointing run. Like if Chris is 23, six and six on insane shooting, they're just going to be, I don't want to say unstoppable, but very close to unstoppable. Um, but I guess, you know, maybe the Nets situation happens or something. Um, I, it's so hard for me to find a specific player because it's like, you know, most people Bucks fans would want are like probably younger. And most teams who have players like that would rather just build around that player than add Chris Middleton and Dante, who is like, like yeah, it's it's a really it would have to be package. someone who requested a trade. Yeah. And then it's like you have. The salary slash actually, and actually, you know, I don't think he'd ever come close to being an albatross because if you think about no, it, not like, really. we've seen some pretty big playoff flameouts from good players, and I think they're still very valued around the league. Paul George, James Harden, <laughs> uh, a little bit better than Chris, but uh, just a little bit more than I digress. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be super enthused about it, though, which is probably part of the reason why it hasn't happened at any point. I mean, I think part of it is, you know, Chris and Giannis are tight and Chris is a big success really for the Bucks, So I'm sure it's nice for them to keep him around. Obviously, mm. you know, basically got him as a salary matching throw in piece in a trade. And he's become a very, very good player uh, on this team. But I don't know if, I don't know what the thirst is like around the league. We haven't really gotten any reporting on this ever to, to have a, a gauge, right? I mean, no, I don't think we really have. Was like Kyrie the last time when Kyrie was leaving Cleveland? That was like the last time Chris was in yeah. a trade rumor? Yeah, it's it been Middleton that long. And, yeah, it was really Middleton and Brogdon for Kyrie in that situation. Which looked, first it was like, I can't believe we missed out on that. And then like two years later, it was like, oh, thank goodness. No, it was like, oh, thank goodness. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's true. He, there's no way Kyrie would be in the same place for, for that many years. He'd probably still go to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it would be a great package unless it was some serious clue. Unless Giannis gets his buddy Steph wanting to come over. Or Dame or Jokic. He's he's racking up the list of buddies. He's got a lot of buddies. I, I think if I was the GM for Bond. one of those teams, I would say, you know what, Steph, we had great times together. I'm not trading you for Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I if I think Steph has pull where he could he could say anything and they'd have to do it. I don't know, man. You get zero first round picks back for Steph and Curry. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I man. mean, let's like if Kyle Lowry has that sort of pull with the Raptors, I'm sure Reportedly. Steph does with the Warriors. Reportedly. Reportedly. Great segue. Take it away. So our next question from Clayton on Twitter. 
What team are you most worried about Lowry going to? Do you think any moves will happen at the deadline that change the playoff outlook? So the the reason we're talking about this, uh, there have been reports that Kyle Lowry is potentially going to be traded by the trade deadline, given that the Raptors are an absolute tire fire. Uh, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, it's a shame. It's, yeah, it's a damn shame. Really, really was pulling for them. <laughs> oh, hey, it's oh, okay. Well. It's They beat the Bucks twice in the regular season. though. So, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, it really is, evidently. Also, uh, the year 2019. Which is getting farther away, literally by the by the moment. But you know, yeah, farther and farther away. And even the people who are part of that want to distance themselves from it. So, but Lowry could Kyle, go to yeah. Philly or Miami. It seems are the two teams mm. most involved. that are that are rumored to be on his list. Uh, Philly, he's a Philly guy, uh, and the Sixers are good. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. I think. It's Philly for me. That's the scariest team. Because the, the the hole they have right now, I really struggled with that sentence. The hole they have right now is their point guard position and bringing a guy like Kyle Lowry in there is just, that's asking, that's a that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because I feel, like, I feel yeah. like he shoots 70% against the Bucks from three. Yep. Which is really what they need. Um, yeah, that would be terrifying. I I, I agree with Philly. Miami, not that much better, though. I mean, they're, they're not as good, I don't think, but they've been really good lately since they got Jimmy Butler back. Shocking how that works. Lowry and Jimmy Butler together with Bam Adebayo on the same team is also pretty terrifying. Um, I, I think the Bucks could still beat either of those teams. I do think Philly is just all around better, but Lowry and Jimmy Butler and Bam on that Miami team is pretty terrifying as well. So I think definitely rooting for him to either – be remain in Toronto stuck there long term or to somehow like have some mystery team out west get involved like I I don't really want to deal with Kyle Lowry on a on a contending team anymore I, I so keep him say, in Toronto yeah. for the next five plus years where he won't be on a contending team there we go uh, I will say got it. Kyle Lowry is not going to bully Drew Holiday in the way that he did Eric Bledsoe that's true yeah, the Bucks are much better equipped to handle him now. We saw we saw TJ McConnell doing uh, Kyle Lowry esque things against Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was like, "No, no, I, I'm not having any of this whatsoever. I'm going to get you played off of the floor." <laughs> That's the thing, man. That... The difference in responses. I like. We've talked about this. I hate. I hate talking smack about Eric Bledsoe because he he poor, he Sad. committed to the franchise. He he did his best. Right, I I hate I hate dogging on him, but sure. when when he faces adversity with players, he turns it into a the Eric Blood like the Blood Show, right? And then it just goes very 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 poorly. <laughs> Drew Holiday beats you mechanically. He beats you with finesse. He makes it his goal to embarrass you when you try and upset him, and that's what he did to T.J. McConnell. <laughs> Poor T.J. McConnell, man. He's gonna embarrass you, Barry. That's a that's a deep cut reference from a Netflix show. I don't know how many people watched. I I I don't get it. Uh, that's I think you should leave. Oh, okay. Yeah, good show, sketch comedy. Um, but yeah, I, I would not like Lowry going to either of those teams. Send him to the Clippers. Why not? Yeah, it's like pretty much impossible unless they're sending back like Paul George. But Paul George in Toronto would be hysterical, though. Yeah. 
imagine uh imagine kyle lowry goes to the the clippers and he's like oh man i get to play with Kawhi again in a bigger city it's just like let's go with titles here oh man that, that would that be tough just, that'd yeah, be he's incredible gonna, he's gonna sign an extension wherever he goes it seems for two years 50 million which probably will be a good contract all the way throughout but i mean uh, he's yeah, a small 25, getting older. 25 million a year hey he's he's proven he can show up yeah true so i don't really? think it'll be that he just proved that narrative that about him, which I think is useful to keep in mind as as the Milwaukee Bucks go forward uh, with some yeah. players on this roster. You can turn that narrative around with a timely performance. You, you really can. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really shocking to see how his narrative changed. Realistically, it used to be like, oh man, the Raptors are just yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not going to praise them. Yeah, 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 let's move on. Yeah, what's <laughs> the next question? Okay, so again from DJ Abides on Twitter. Uh, Diakite is on a two-way currently, and we all want to see more. Would you prefer the Bucks keep him on a two-way or try to add him to the active roster? Is there more guarantee he stays with the Bucks long-term if he is added to the roster on a rest-of-the-season contract? So the thing is, they've changed the two-way rules, right? Yes. So you can keep the two-way, and it's basically a roster spot. Because Correct. the G League bubble is over, and now they can be active for the playoffs. They can remain on the team throughout the entire postseason. It's it's basically a roster spot. You just get you get more flexibility. I assume once the contract is over, he becomes a restricted as well. And I'm sure if he plays well, he will get added to the current roster. I think it's better keeping him on a two-way because then you can add someone else to the roster via buyout, and you're not going to want to add someone who's going to go on a two-way. You'd rather add someone who's going to be like on a vet mid. Yeah, and I think I think the answer for me is it depends who's available. Yeah, that's fair. If there's if there's not two good guards available uh, in the buyout market or, or guard in the wing or whatever you want to do, um, then I, I would say go ahead and why not sign the Akite and – I mean, it's always it's it's favorable to be signed to an NBA deal. You know, good for him if it could be a, a nice step in working to keep him longer term. If he was given that a little bit, a little bit more cash, a slightly more security, um, it's better to be on the NBA deal than the G League deal for the player for sure. But if you can acquire two buyout players who you think could play a role in the rest of the season, and you can also Diakite can still do that too. I think. Two-way guys can even play in the playoffs now. So, yeah, I mean, there's. It, I don't think it's going to help them at all. I think he still gets an, an NBA year of service because he's playing in games, even though he's not on a, an NBA contract. So I don't think it has that many ramifications at all for, for his contract future and the Bucks being able to keep him down the road. Um, but, I mean, they could. what they could do is sign him to a one-on-one. That's, that's pretty standard around this time of year where you give the rest of this year guaranteed and then next year non-guaranteed. And that could turn into a bargain contract if he does develop and become a real rotational player. Or you could even do a, a hanky special where you give him like a three-year contract where it's partially or not very guaranteed. So something like that could be it could be more advantageous to do that than to, you know, bring in one quality-ish buyout guy and then one buyout guy who kind of stinks. So I could see it. I could see signing him. If you can get him on a longer term deal, like that's obviously super beneficial. Um, but if if you're, if you're just talking about rest of the year versus keeping him on a two-way, I don't know if it moves the needle that much, but I, I, you could definitely talk me into, you know, let's get Diakite for a one-and-one and, and have the chance to keep him around guaranteed for next season. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. As, lo- 
as long as you can keep him around and if he's good. Like he was just named uh, first team all G League. If first I team all G League, first team all rookie G League, and first team all defense G League. Yes. Guy is showing out. Only him and B-Ball Paul. <laughs> B-Ball Paul. I love how Shams was like, Paul Reed, a.k.a. B-Ball Paul. He's done it like three times now. I know. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing what agents will tell people. Uh, I also just like this is a I just want to shout this tweet out from our friend Frank Madden uh, on Twitter who said when Giannis was Diakite's age he had been to three all-star games and won an MVP when he was Merrill's age he had two MVPs a defensive player of the year and seven NBA seasons under his belt Giannis is Giannis is an alien Giannis is Giannis is my dad oh speaking of Giannis we're on fire with the segues in this mailbag podcast Zach Pulowski asks, what is it going to take to utilize a lineup with Giannis running at the five more often? We've seen some incredible numbers. I believe Nikias Duncan tweeted some very good numbers um, of him when he's out there. Giannis, when he's out there without Brooke Lopez or Bobby Portis, and it's like the production is just ridiculous, redonkulous. I think it's going to be a matchup thing, and I think – P.J. Tucker being around is probably going to be a big part of that. I do think that missing stretch four was the missing key to unlocking more Giannis at the five lineups. Yeah. Otherwise, we talked previously, you'd have to slide Chris down, and that's just not ideal defensively for those matchups. Yeah. Uh, offensively, it could work, but just defensively, it just wasn't great. Uh, so, yeah, the addition of P.J. Tucker unlocks that lineup a lot, a lot more. We'll see how long P.J.'s out. It doesn't yeah. seem like it'll be that long. Maybe like one or two games, give him some rest. Yeah. But it just, it just PJ gives so much flexibility. This is what we were talking about. It allows Giannis to really go out the five and wreak havoc in those lineups. Yeah, that's it. That's P, it's PJ Tucker. He's what unlocks those lineups. Yeah, I think we'll see more. But hopefully in the meantime, even while he's out, we can see a little bit, you know, Bobby Portis at the four, Pat Condon at the four. I, I still think that he should, Giannis should get some run at the five. But yeah, I do think ultimately that was what that was the crux of the PJ Tucker trade is let's figure out a way to do this much better and and they pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question here from Jin the Buck on Twitter. Uh, has anyone else noticed that NASA screaming at his opponents when they attempt three pointers in front of him? It's hilarious. I have not noticed this. Have you? I think I saw it like once, but I, now I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Uh, oh yeah. On when, to, tonight, Wednesday, um, for the the game, I'm excited. Celtics game. I yeah. I want to see Thanasis yelling, man. I don't know how I haven't noticed it. I will say, any little thing Thanasis can do to try and help the Bucks, he's going to do it. He's always going to do he, it. He lays everything out there. He does everything he possibly can, which is why he's you know a good player and like a good rotational piece for this team. I saw him getting clowned because he was like minus seven in, in a game the Bucks were winning in a blowout against the Pacers. He still generated an extra possession in his six minutes or whatever. Like he got in the mix for a rebound. And I think I couldn't remember if he got somebody called for a loose bowel foul, loose ball foul, loose bowel foul. That's Paul Pierce. Um, or, or if he had just, uh, forced a, a little bit of a battle that ended up with the ball going off a pacer, but like he does this stuff every game. Like he is the master of grifting out extra possessions, whether it's like, uh, flopping his way into a foul, actually getting a rebound, just beating everyone else to where the ball is coming down. Like he does all the extra stuff. 
So I'm not shocked at all that he's yelling at, at shooters. Like every little thing Thanasis can do, he's going to do it. Of course, of course. That's oh, I really, I really want to see this now. I might have to, I might have to review the tape and see if I can find it. I was gonna say, if, I, if if Jin the Buck or anyone else has any clips of this, please tweet us the clips. Tweet. We need to see the video. I love when people, someone will like tweet me something and like, did you see this or like, I noticed this, and then they follow up with the video. It's like, oh, that's very convenient for me. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just lazy, but you know. I mean, like, if if you're pointing it out, might might as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's appreciated. It is appreciated. So we got the trade deadline coming up. We, if the Bucks do something, or uh, probably, or if the league shifts in an, in a notable way, we will have another episode later this week. I know usually we stick to our schedule of episode or episodes on Wednesday, and and then on Sunday our, our live show on Locker Room. Follow us on Locker Room. Or just listen to it on the feed when it goes up that afternoon. But we're going to have to keep an eye on the trade deadline, of course. So you can expect to hear from us if anything goes down to shift the Bucks or the league in a notable way. Uh, we will cover it, as we always do. But Will asked about a specific player. Firmly behind LaMelo and Scary Terry in the Hornets guards pecking order. I'm oh, sorry, it starts with Devontae Graham. Firmly behind LaMelo and Scary Terry in the Hornets guards pecking order. If a trade is possible, do you do it? can shoot the lights out, makes tough, tough shots, and can play make and create his own shot. Well, this changes a little bit because of LaMelo's injury. Yeah, I think a lot less likely to be able to acquire Devontae Graham, unfortunately. Though if he were to be traded, like if, sorry, if a team were willing to offer like something of actual value, I think the Hornets would do that because they're still, you know, they're they're decent now, but they still need to look to the future where they, you know, they have LaMelo. Because <laughs> yeah. my God, is that that kid is good. Also, Scary Terry's good. So, like, yeah, they certainly yeah, don't scary need Terry. Graham. She's talking about another guy who's changed the narrative around him. Man yeah. is good. I think you he's laughed the highest, at me. Yeah, I did. I did. I'll eat crawl on that one. He has I mean, the I highest did. true shooting percentage uh, in clutch situations in the league this year. In fairness, I was basically advocating him for be the big offseason acquisition, which ended up being Drew Holiday. So he probably still would have been very disappointing in that role, but he's been very yeah. good. He has been very good. So, yeah, he's changed the narrative. Scary Terry. He's actually scary. Not just yeah. Eric Bledsoe. I did it again. Dang it. Uh, Sad. I'm sorry, Eric. Drew Bledsoe. Uh, no. He, uh, to, he, to be fair, he put on a show. He did. Scary Terry did. Oh, yeah. Came that with was... the Drew Bledsoe. He brought Drew Bledsoe to the game. Like, are you kidding me? This is while he was starting for an injured Kyrie Irving. <laughs> That was what a time to be alive for that series. That that's another one where like there, we need a deep dive video on that series, and oh, I no. won't enjoy a lot of it. But no, <laughs> it was like it was so it was way more interesting than it had any business being. Yeah, it was. That was the seven game one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, they almost every, did it. Every team won every game at home. I believe the Bucks won yes. all three in Milwaukee, but the Celtics had a home court. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, if if a trade was possible, if they were to, able to get Devontae Graham, I think it would be a I think it would be a good addition, especially at the backup spot. However, he, mm. this is not Devontae Graham from last season. He has regressed. The thing about like, Devontae Graham a lot. is he's never been able to make twos, and that's really the issue. And it really holds him back as a player. The assist numbers are good. I mean, he's playing a little bit less minutes, but he's still over five assists per game, which is not bad at all. He's shoot, his three-point shooting is down from 37.3 to 36.6, which again, it's not a you can live with that jump. I mean, he's not 
he went from like sort of good to not very good from threes, which is like whatever. His scoring is down because obviously the Hornets have more stuff going on now with Gordon Hayward and LaMelo and, and everything else. But his rookie year, Devontae Graham, 42% from two. Last year, his breakout season, 39.7% from two. This year, 35.6% from two. He's shooting for the last, or no, this year for the first time now, he's shooting better from three than from two. He flirted with it last year. That can be good, but in this case, it's very much not good. And I think he would drive Bucks Twitter crazy. I mean, the stuff about Dante not finishing and DJ Augustine, like basically planking in midair as part of every layup attempt somehow. That's what Devontae Graham would do too. So I would take a flyer. I think like the three yeah, point, the point, three point shotting, the three shotting, the three point pull up shooting is interesting. He does, he does pass the ball well. He does run an offense pretty well. Great G League success story who really made a name for himself after dominating with the Greensboro Swarm. I wouldn't give up much, though. That's for sure. No, no. It'd have to be like a protected second rounder or something. Also, I think he's getting paid after this year. I think he was on. I think I wanted the Hornets to trade him at the draft because he's coming. He's like on a minimum deal right now. So he's making nothing at the moment. But then I think he hits free agency. Well, actually, he might not get paid because he can't make twos. But you have to pay him. He'll he'll definitely get paid Something not, yeah, Yeah. more than he does right now. Yes, that is very true. (laughs) But even like a flyer as a rental, I don't see why not. Like if you if you've exhausted the point guard market, if they will take Karuks and a 2027 second round pick, then give the give Karuks and the cash considerations you got from Phoenix. Yeah, or you know, I'd I'd give a I'd give any one buck second round pick. Give him the heart, uh, the heart, and the Houston. <laughs> Maybe, no, yeah, no, probably... no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. That was a joke. I would not do that. That's like the one valuable pick they have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's certainly a buy low, but I think it's a buy low for a reason. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that either. Yeah, that kind of shows you the the how we. If look you at can it. get him for nothing, do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically, if they literally want to give him away, then we it's will. It's like here's we'll Devonte Graham. Cool. If that's nice. the trade, yeah, do it. Otherwise, but also sign Jeremy Lin and have them have a competition. Man, they really need to sign Jeremy Lin. Go get Jeremy Lin, man. That'd be amazing. That would, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, the the redemption arc as well. Imagine Jeremy Lin winning a title with the Bucks. He deserves it. Yeah, we deserve after, it. Yeah, we deserve. After like struggling to make his way in the league, having a having a rotational role on a championship contender like losing out on the warriors job because he couldn't get his clearance from his uh, chinese league team in time that was dirty that was cba get it together yep both cbas like the nba one and the chinese basketball association yeah let us make some ridiculous trades nba cba (laughs) or like not have that weird deadline for getting players released from their contracts overseas true yeah that's that's also fair um Last pair of questions. They go together. At, uh, at David Dunn twenty one asks, "Would you like to comment on the allegations brought today before the Senate subcommittee that you and your co-host have engaged in price fixing and insider trading on the Chris Middleton stock?" The answer is no. And then uh, Giannis Lombardi. I love that Giannis in the Packers jersey is still like basically a whole account on Twitter. It's awesome. That's a great picture. Giannis looked good in the jersey. I can see why they put him in Madden actually. He says, don't answer this until he finally addresses how Titonia Capital has been artificially deflating 
I think it's the wrong initials, but Chris value with his massive short position. I think we've been pretty fair on Chris stock. I think we've been fair on the stock 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 market. Wow. Stock market in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't uh, yeah. really value, like we get excited when a player does well that we have stock in, but we don't take that into consideration when making the movements. If you want to, if you want like all of it, we do, we do control the market. <laughs> like, so yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of just tough. If you guys, yeah, it's kind of entirely insider trading. If you want to look at it that way, which is also how the real one works. So if you're mad about us, get mad about the real Wall Street first, and then fix yeah, we, that. We we don't make any any money from the buck stock market. It is a fake market. It is not go real. To, go to Bear we Stearns. We are not financial investors. Voice your concerns with Bear Stearns, and then then come to us, please. Yeah, around. But no, we we treat we treat everything fairly. I know we do a good job with our analysis. Because people hate us on both sides of the spectrum. And that's, that is the, the mark of a good analyst. We if are everyone hates you, you're doing a good job. Sometimes, yeah. Probably all the well, time yeah. you might just be awful. But. <laughs> I shouldn't say. Yeah, if you're, if you're genuinely a good person and then still everyone hates you because of your analysis, you're doing a decent job if you're actually putting thorough work in the analysis. Because like you were saying, if both sides are getting upset at things, you're, you're, not, you're not choosing sides. I had a breakthrough last week. I was I was pushing an anti-Bucks agenda, which I don't know why I would do that, but I was, allegedly. And I was carrying water for John Horst in the same week. That is, I was like, this feels good. This feels good. Clearly, we I'm were carrying water the for the franchise. Yeah. Like us of all people. Well, it, it was me on Twitter. It was me on Twitter. I know, uh, this, but I'm this just was saying- not on you, but no, I know either one of us. Yeah, I know. I just like in general, what I'm not, okay. I'm not yeah. going to get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll stop so, talking. You know, we can be wrong. We are wrong on a lot of things, but yeah. we don't carry water for anybody. No, no, we, we, we really do not. I will happily admit when I'm wrong. Happily. That shows like, you know, if you're not willing to grow as a person, this is what I was talking about earlier in terms of change. How are you supposed to accept? Uh, how are you? How do you not accept criticism, but expect to, you know, move forward? It's like you're ready to get canceled for some reason. Me? Yeah. You're like, no, <laughs> not for this, but you're just like, listen, sometimes you just have to accept people have made changes and welcome them back into the fold. Like no, what is going to come out? That. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> please don't cancel me. I just made a bracket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. When no one's canceling you, Rohan. Thank you. I don't think I've done anything wrong. No, no, no. I'm just my 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 no, job. No, I'm saying like, in general. Yeah. I'm saying no, yeah, general. you have not. Yeah. Sorry, not cancel. Consequences. Yeah, exactly. Cancel culture is not real. Consequences are real. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah we got we got heavy on this one. Yeah, you can't really. This yeah, it's near the back end, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so we are out of questions here, Ty. You know what's time for? Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. Is it my turn? It is. Oh God! Oh, well, that's what it says on the sheet. Yeah, I know. I we have, we didn't do it last week, so I kind of forgot. It is time for choose your fighter, where I will give Rohan three <laughs> options, and he will have to choose one. And those three options are going to be. So it's a summer day, and there's a light breeze. And there's a pitter-patter of rain falling down. I need to tell a Rohan story with this one to give myself time to think of one. I'm sorry. If you don't have one, it's fun. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm a pro. You have to play one board game. 
with okay. a group of friends of any size. So I don't want the size of the group of friends to determine the question. So just assume you're with a perfect group for whatever, for each game, gotcha. basically. Um, so don't think like I have this many people. I yeah. have to do this one. Um, are you aware of Jackbox TV? Yes. Okay. So Jackbox TV, Settlers of Catan, or like any drinking game with playing cards, whichever Ooh. one you like best. For me, it would be President slash A-Hole, but for you, it could be a different game if you prefer a different one. Ooh, let's see here. See, I feel like if it's a summer day and I'm playing board games, there's probably going to be drinking anyway. For sure. Um, Which it can go with Catan. Trust me, I, I spent a good summer with a couple. I've never buddies. played it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fun. I, I think it's one of those where it's it's popular to the point where there's a lot of people who just like hate it for no real reason. It's a fun yeah, game. I've it takes a played. while. It takes a while to get into and set you know up the game. You know, who's a big guy into that game. Who? Delhi. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I'd like to play Delhi if you're listening. Come come to Oshkosh sometime. Let's play Catan. I, I hit him up on Twitter a couple of times when he was with the Bucks. Yeah. He yeah. he never took my advice on the avocado toast colorway of the deli ones. He quote tweeted it with an eye emoji. And I was like, <laughs> Am I gonna get like am I gonna get credited for this idea a, here? Or do I at least get a pair of the shoes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come and on. Then man. And then nothing. Yeah. I missed the deli. I almost got I almost got my uh one of my friends a pair of deli ones for his birthday once, but then shipping costs more than the shoes. Yeah, that so. was the difficult part with the deli ones. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more Australian, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, for for reasons. But I should probably answer this question here. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. I feel like Catan's going to be out for you. I mean, if yeah, uh, you wouldn't pick it if you hadn't played it. I I might go with Jack. Jackbox is just undefeated. It's, it's, it's a really heat check. Is. It really is. The Jackbox. I mean, there's always one in every pack that sucks, which that's how they get you. Because usually you probably have to get two of the packs to get like three total good games. But there's some of the like the the quiplash and the, yeah. the one where you point at people, they're fun, man. They're fun. What's the, games. what's the murder mystery one? Yeah, that one, murder mystery party. That one's okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll go Jackbox games. I think for me, the answer is the card games. I already president slash a hole for the for on the pod. Such a good game. Um, if you never played Have it you ever before, played Secret Hitler. No, that's an elite game. What's how, what? What's the premise? It's like uh, you have two teams and everyone's like given like a role. You're either like a, a liberal or you're a fascist. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and like, Just one like of Twitter. The <laughs> and one of the fascists is like given the role of Hitler. And like their goal is to pass fascist agenda. It's, it's a little complicated, but it's fun. You're this trying is a to. Card think- game? It's it's a board game. It's a board. Oh, game. you're trying to figure out who's Hitler and like who's the fascist and try to uh, try to get them out. Sounds like get to pass more liberal agendas. The real fascist, life Among fascist. Us, but with teams. Yeah, it's it sort of is like Among Us. Really, those, those thinking games can be fun. I didn't want to say Among Us because we're not nine years old, but <laughs> Among Us can be fun. Yeah, I, I just I'm, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of deception. We're bad liars. We're too, we're too upfront. We can't lie. That's good podcast. Bad Among Us players and presumably Secret Hitler players. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's a good game. You should check it out. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> have fun. to. But yeah, Jackbox games for me. I'll I'll go with President A Hole with Jackbox right up there. I don't. Catan is just like 
It's you got to be in a mood. It's kind of like Monopoly. You really you got to be dedicated. I can't. To the game. I can't play Monopoly. I'll just I'll get mad at everyone. Oh yeah. So you, it'd probably be the same with Catan. Yeah, because I when I when I play things, I I do it to win. Oh yeah. Someday <laughs> like we're gonna I, have to play some sort of game against each other and stream. I am I am uber competitive. Damn. <laughs> yeah. If I am bad at something, I will work so hard to get better at it like uh we were talking a little off air about madden there was a free weekend of madden 21 a couple weeks ago and my friends were just just absolutely destroying me in that game so i by the end of the weekend i was beating them by 50 points (laughs) (laughs) esports rohan panda gaming sign rohan i made them i made them uninstall the game (laughs) oh my goodness that they bought or did they do the free no the oh they did the free free okay yeah i thought they had it and then you got the free weekend no, they as soon okay. as they were done playing me, they uninstalled the game. <laughs> it's always a good feeling. It's always good to make someone rage quit. There's no better feeling. Oh yeah, but that that's how competitive I am. I like it. So I Monopoly, Monopoly's a no go. We'll have to do a Eurostep Monopoly game someday. Oh for sure. Us, Bud, and Giannis. Oh my goodness, Bucks PR. Let's make that happen. Bud that would is be gonna the greatest content of all time. Bud is gonna come in like his early Bucks days and just have like some esoteric strategy that cannot ever win you the game bud's gonna be like only the railroads is what i'll buy railroads and i'll stockpile cash and that's my whole game and we'll be like, like he's gonna build you? hotels on the first couple that's not that's not a bad idea yeah but then Let's, nothing else yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not gonna make sense whatever whatever happens yeah or it does people can change we talked about this it's true late late stage bud might beat us at monopoly early buck stage bud no chance we're yeah. we're taking that him. would imagine if we could do that that would be the greatest content of all time. It would. Imagine he. Let's I make it like, happen. Let's, let's make it let's happen. Let's push the narrative. If if listen, if maybe we could carry water if we get to play Monopoly with Giannis and Bud. Yeah, we'll carry That's all the, the water. That's the price. If you see that video, go up on our Twitters. Mind your business about our Bud takes for the rest of time. You know what yeah. we had to do. Yeah, <laughs> we're letting you know now. <laughs> yeah, just FYI. Yeah. Uh okay, um are we are we good? We've covered everything here. This it's over. Fun. This was fun. Of course it was. Mailbags are good. We have to we have to intersperse them those so we can get these these quality because these were great questions. These were these fantastic were really questions. Thank you to everyone who gave us a question here. Uh, it is very appreciated, and it's just it's great stuff. Like obvious, like these were great questions. There were no stinkers in here. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap this up here. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the illustrious blue wire podcast network if you did enjoy the show please leave a rating on apple please send us a screenshot to me ty or the pod account at eurostep podcast give that a follow we're growing that as well as always uh but subscribe on any podcast platform of choice that you you know that you're listening to the pod on if you want to get in on the discord as ty mentioned earlier send all of those accounts uh or just one, whichever you really want to <laughs> screenshot <laughs> or all of, of you of you uh, leaving a rating or subscribing or just listening to the podcast in general. Uh, make sure you tell all of your family and friends about the show. Check out the great content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.